welcome back everybody to the Astro Read. We are your hosts, Nayeli and Stella. This podcast is all about astrology, celebrity news, and how to use astrology in your everyday life. Yes, welcome back to our current subscribers and hello to all our new viewers tuning in today. As you know, we're trying to reach 100 subscribers. So if you know someone who would like to hear about celebrity news, personal astrology, now we're exploring different topics like parenthood and astrology, uh, please submit or send them some of these links. Let them know that these recordings are available. Um, And we are continuing to gain subscribers, helps us to create more content, help, you know, it also helps us if you comment below, let us know what topics you would like us to talk about. But today we are riding the wave. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about Will Smith. And I know it's a lot. Okay. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been analyzing, overanalyzing. But what about his astrology? What about all of the things going on astrologically that really, from, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to break the ice with this. He should never have gone to the Oscars that night. It was way too much going on astrologically. It was just, it was like something was going to prepare. Ali, uh, as the boxer, Muhammad Ali, and, uh, you know, nominated again and actually won this time for such a great performance. And it's just unfortunate that was shadowed by the slap. And I agree with you. Um, He was going to be impacted because right you know this uh the oscars happened march 27th 2022 and you know there was just a lot going on that was aries related on that date so that was like the first or second date of mercury entering aries um and then uh we're in aries season and uh we also currently have chiron which is the asteroid of inner wounds in Aries. And that's going to affect Will more than some other people, just because Will's Chiron is also in Aries. And it's actually um, the focal point of one of his yods, which I'll talk about further later on or in a bit. But yeah, he was just, Mercury in Aries is a time where communication and thinking is just going to be could be a little more reckless, could be more abrupt, could be a little more aggressive. So more physical. So communication is more physical yeah. with Aries. Yeah. And yeah. like, right as everything was happening, it was like, it was Mercury entering Aries and he has zero degree Chiron. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, this was like bound to aggravate something about his inner wounds regarding his public figure and who he is in the eyes of others, you know, and there's a lot of interconnectedness with his fourth house and his 11th house because it's in Virgo in the whole signs and it's got Jupiter, it's got Mars, it's got Pluto, um, it's got Uranus and it's a lot of activation of the fourth house in terms of the fact that, you know, uh, Aries is being activated. All of these Aries energies are being activated now. That need of perfection that he was born with is basically being challenged. This is, this is pretty much like the the aggravation of everything that is foundational to him you know and as we all know he really strives to be a person who shows his family is perfect who shows his wife is perfect who shows everything is perfect 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 especially since it's in virgo that all of those planets are in so now 
that his Chiron is being activated by Mercury. It's the first time that people are seeing his true character. Um, and as soon as this happened, now we're getting report of, and report and report of many people who have been abused by him, many people who have claimed to have negative interactions with him. And on top of that, situations that although they're not, you know, any, there's nothing wrong in any, you know, sense of illegal, but it's definitely wrong in an immoral way, like how he treated people who worked around him or other things like that. And again, this is all for entertainment purposes only, but we are analyzing his chart based on his astrology and based on the current activities going on. And it's very, it's very hard. I mean, Chiron is going through the same house that it's in, in his birth chart. He's having a North node activation. The sun is there warming up the entire bullshit that's going on. Sorry, the BS that's going on around him. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it's, it's a chemistry or, or um, a recipe for disaster. So, you know, hopefully with all of this happening, he'll be able to learn from the experience. But what I'm seeing more is that he's going to be going through a transformation, maybe into uh, his cocoon, maybe into a more background um, type of uh, in his career where he'll be more of a producer. Um, and I don't think it will take him to retirement, but with, you know, Uranus transit activating his 12th house, it might be. Uh, an unexpected result that he might either retire altogether or maybe take a step back for a, a pretty long period of time, probably until, you know, Uranus leaves Taurus or, um, you know, some, some other activity astrologically happens that activates his chart. So, yeah. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what could have created this perfect storm. Uh, Will Smith has already gone past his first Saturn return because, you know, he's, past his uh, late 20s, early 30s. And, but, and I thought, okay, is he due for another Saturn return right now? Not really. His next Saturn return wouldn't start until 2025. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes about, how things are in about you know three years from now in his life. And I think, um, but Saturn is such a huge focus in his chart, since it is the focal point of one of his yachts, that his Saturn return is gonna be intense once it does happen. And I think what really affected what happened to the Oscars wasn't so much if a Saturn return is happening, but more so just the Aries energy that we're like, not only him, but we're all, you know, going through right now with Chiron being an Aries, it's affecting all of us. I think that's kind of the main thing that brought about this perfect storm. And also, you know, from Will's chart, it's, it's a very interesting chart. I think it shows a lot of like, polarity in a sense like I think there's parts of his chart that show that he is a good person and he's kind and generous but then there's also parts of his chart that show that he may not be good at compromising um and that's probably that probably came into play with you know some of the challenging interactions he's had with past co-stars um because it's it's really you know there's celebrities that are the love Will Smith are supporting him through this and there's also celebrities that are being critical so he's just become this polarizing figure overnight and that probably like I don't think you could have said that about Will Smith like years ago and and that's part of the truth self that he's showing where like and another recent thing that showed more of his true self that he's it was his memoir that he released recently and then he also had 
uh, there was a GQ article that came out about him in promotion of this memoir that where he was talking about, you know, the starting to show the real self, which is what his memoir, which was um, released, let's see, in November. Oh, November of last year, around the time of one of the tour Scorpio eclipses. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. So it's like now he's like getting more comfortable showing his real self or showing his imperfections. Cause I think before he had this, um, he had this image of, yeah, he was a rapper, but he didn't curse in his songs. Uh, you know, being a blockbuster actor, having like this nuclear family, so to speak, even though it wasn't quite nuclear because, you know, he had a prior marriage and, and a son from that marriage. And that's part of the, the blended family. But so all of that is still in play, but it's like, now we're starting to see more of the imperfections in Will. And um, it'll be up to people. Well, not really up to people. Who cares really? I mean, that's my Sag Rising talking. I think it's gonna be hard. I think Will is really ready to show who he really is, uh, but um, it's gonna come with some backlash. Some people are gonna be all about it. And I think some people are gonna be like, well, this isn't the Will Smith that I know. Like I knew him as mm -hmm. Bel Air. I knew him as like, Big Willie style or having this persona that's family friendly, but Will is not necessarily a family friendly person at his core. He has imperfections like we all do. He's actually very unconventional. And now he's starting to release that a little bit more with some of his ideas, with how he approaches his relationship with, with Jada, his wife. Yeah, I mean, perfect example. He's got Venus at the 29th degree, meaning like he's really evolved in the way he expresses love in the sign of love. So Venus is his known sign and mm -hmm. it's opposing, not in a very close orb, I, I don't think it's that close, but it's opposing Saturn. So there's a lot of lessons he's here to mm -hmm. teach us about how to love another. And quintessentially, what was this slap about? It was about Jada's reaction to the joke that uh, Chris Rock did. So it was like, this is how you show love or this is a version of it. But at the same time, was it the right move? Was it the right time? And so I think that that sort of aggravation, that, that moment where he misjudged what his reaction should have been, you know, because anybody would have just sat in the crowd and said, ha ha ha, very funny, you know, like insulted him from the crowd, but he stood up. He stood up to what he probably thought was a bully at this point, um, because I, I did a calcul, I did a little research and the only Oscars that they were protesting, and I know they blamed it on Oscars so white and everything else, yeah. but the only one was the one that Chris Rock did. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like going back and looking back and saying, what are the coincidences that the one man he slaps is the one who hosted the Oscar that he publicly decided to skip? You know what I'm saying? And it was like, okay, so what is the connection between Chris Rock and him? Like, what does Chris Rock represent to him and, and to his chart and things like that? I don't have Chris's astrology in front of me, but I'm assuming it activates some of that Libra energy of being protective, of communicating his love. Uh, you know, the fact that um, Libra, sorry, that Venus and Mercury are so close together in Libra and that he really wants to show her that he's there for her. Um, but ultimately is that his demise, you know, and, and um, a lot of people blame Jada because of course everyone was laughing. Even Will was laughing before he got up, but ultimately that one side eye, <laughs> you know, every, every couple has that look that they give each other <laughs> was enough for him to, to know non-verbally what his next action should be.
Um, however, the the uh, the outcomes are obviously not positive, and I'm seeing that you know as Chiron moves along, and all of these planets are going to start moving into his twelfth house in Taurus. Um, what's that going to bring about? Uh, where are we going to go? <laughs> oh, okay, so speaking about twelfth house in Taurus, I think a lot of Will's chart shows like pent up aggression. Like that is like the main thing I get from his chart, and. He has two intercepted houses. So an intercepted house is, you know, and a sign is completely in a house, like basically the, the, the house and the sign, it's, it's all trapped. And so his, uh, I'm looking at his chart now. So his Taurus and Scorpio are both intercepted involving his six and 12 houses um, and, uh, oh yeah, I'm looking at the, I made a chart for the slap. So I was looking for, the, I was looking at that by mistake. Uh, so yeah, so if you, we'll put a link to Will's chart so you can refer to, but, um, his six and 12 houses are intercepted. So that means they completely engulf a sign. And so Scorpio and Taurus are intercepted. And it's very interesting that, um, he released his, um, his memoir will around the time that the Taurus Scorpio eclipse uh, era was starting. Uh, so I guess Adele's not the only Taurus Scorpio eclipse celebrity here. We've got Will. We were overlooking him. So with um, he actually has a lot of planets collectively that are in the sixth and twelfth houses. So all together between these two houses, he has his Moon, his Neptune, his Mercury, his Venus, his Saturn, the asteroid Vesta, and the asteroid Pallas. Uh, Athene all like stifled, right? And so that's going to affect his sense of illusion and his artistry, his emotions, his communication and thought processes, the structures that he sets for himself, how he loves and, and what attracts him and how charming he can be for people, his focus and also his wisdom and creativity. All of those aspects of his personality are like kind of, you know, have been in repressed, right? And maybe now he's starting to work through them. And so with having the six and 12 houses intercepted, that could manifest as feeling blocked and having balance between control and letting go. Because the sixth house is related to Virgo, which relates to work, having structure in your life, daily habits. And so he is very much that way, very hardworking. There's a lot of focus in the sixth house in his chart and presenting that perfect image. And then the 12th house is like, go with the flow, looking into your depths all of that. So that, that balance of like, when, when are you in control and when can you let go? That is something that he's probably had to deal with a lot in his life. And then with intercepted Taurus and Scorpio, what that could mean is with intercepted Scorpio, he could have difficulty being true to his values, being true to his opinions. He might be influenced a lot by others, like kind of be swayed by other people's opinions. Thing is not gone his way. Um, when an actor has not acted in a way that he wanted, like it's been it's been well documented. And now a lot of people are coming out from the woodwork, and you know, doing typical uh, Aries, uh, sorry, um, Mercury and Aries style, like just off the cuff, like just telling everything. Like the tell-alls are coming out about Will Smith now, and it's oh, like wow. Is this is yeah. like a wreck, so. Yeah, and then with this intercepted Scorpio makes him have a hard time seeing his dark side or having a fear of losing things or people. So with anybody that has intercepted signs and houses, there are ways to try to combat that and overcome it. And for that, you have to look 
look at what's called the linked houses. So the houses that have the same sign on them. So with Will, his second and third houses are linked because they both have cancer, I believe. Yep. And then also his eighth and ninth houses are linked with, uh, with Capricorn. So this could manifest as ways for him to get past his struggles or pent up feelings of, um, you know, things that will allow him to really see his dark side or being more true to himself uh, or maybe getting over fear of betrayal as well, because Taurus and Scorpio can really like touch upon that as well, will be for him to focus on combining areas that involve the second and third house and combining areas that involve the eighth and ninth house. So the eighth and ninth house, I really pay attention to because a way to manifest that connection of the linked houses is to get more in tune with the mystical and psychic ability. And in the GQ article, which we'll link in the description as well, um, Will talks about how he's getting more in tune with that. I think he went to Peru, took, I for, I can't even pronounce it, the, uh, whatever. It starts with an A and it's kind of the substance. Ashwagandha. Yeah, it's like a psychedelic substance. He took yes. that, which, yes. you know, you wouldn't think about with the Will of back in the day. But those are things that he needs to be doing. Actually, Will has quite a bit of psychic ability. Um, he's very in tune to how others are feeling. He's able to heal others psychically. Um, and so those things can be used for good and evil. That's the thing with psychic abilities. But in Will's case, he, based on his chart, I think he's being really called to tune in more to that. Again, that goes against the image or doesn't really go along with the image that he's had. Like, like Will Smith, the guru, Will Smith, like the spiritual guru. Um, but see, then, then I think about it. I think about what you're saying right now. I think about the fact that he's pretty much curated every part of his life. And I, I just don't doubt that this was intentional. Like there's a part of me that will always say like, whether it was planned or not, there was something intentional behind it. Cause maybe mm -hmm. he needed, or he knows he needed this moment for his soul's evolution. Mm -hmm. Like he needs to figure out a way to stop being an actor or to stop being in this role that he's been playing or to maybe break out from the perfection that he's always portrayed, you know, and, and that's what I see in his astrology chart that as much as I want to say it wasn't planned, like it just, he, his chart doesn't show a person who does things like this. You know, it's just like people have perceived him. He's been a planner every step of the way. And with Moon and Neptune and Scorpio, I mean, strategic mastermind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not evil, but definitely strategic mastermind. So he can see like a few steps ahead of what he's doing. He can see that maybe King Richard would get him an Oscar and he wouldn't have to do any more work. And so how can he bow out gracefully or ungracefully or maybe create a new sort of image for himself from this, you know, and I would say once Uranus goes into Gemini um, and he has to present himself in a new way, um, it might be transformation time. It might be time for him to come out of some sort of shell that he goes into now in order to heal himself. And now he's Will Smith, the guru or Will Smith, the spiritual guide, or, you know what I'm saying? Like on a level with like Esther Hicks or things like that, you know what I mean? Like those types of healers that are on this planet now. And so that's what I really see for his, for his astrology. 
he would make a great person to lead, not a cult, but definitely a movement <laughs> that would help people to uh, align themselves better, align themselves spiritually, align themselves with who they truly are. Um, he would be a world transformer. You know, even with the things that he did, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, when he released that and all that tension between the black and the white community and, and the um, issues with police officers and violence on the streets. And he was able to bring those worlds together. And, you know, and then King Richard bringing the story of these two women coming into their own and who helped them to mold, who molded them in order to achieve this and transform them into these people. So a lot of these transformation theories. And now he can move into a new level of his spiritual evolution because he did this. Again, I'm not claiming that I know anything <laughs> But I'm just looking at his chart. Nothing seems unintentional. He's very strategic. He's very good at strategy. He knows what to plan next. And who knows, maybe the joke was supposed to be said and that's what they agreed on and that he would go up there and slap him and you know what I'm saying? And then not admit that it was planned. <laughs> you know, who knows? But I, I definitely see a lot of strategy behind everything he does. And maybe, again, we also have Chiron, or rather Mercury over Chiron in his chart, Mercury transit over Chiron in his chart. So maybe he didn't plan it. Maybe there was something else, but I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing a chart of a person who doesn't plan every step of his life, especially with Jupiter in the fourth house and Mars there. Like they're not conjunct, but you know, Pluto uh, and Jupiter conjunct. So power and control and expanding that control over his family and over his image and over his home life. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really do think this is going to be a part of his soul's transformation this moment. So. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely agree with you on strategy, you know, from his chart, I definitely get that that's one of his skills being strategic. Um, and that has to do with his Mars placement, like Mars being sextile Mercury, you know, Mars is the planet of action is in good aspects with the planet of thought. So being able to like methodically think about your next move, right? And so everything you're saying reminds me of one of his yachts. So Will Smith not only has one yacht, which is a unique configuration in and of itself, he has two. And um, for those that are not familiar, a yacht is when three planets or at least three planets or three celestial bodies make a Y. Um, so one of uh, Will's yods includes um, Mars on one side of the Y, Venus and Mercury on the other side of the Y, and then Chiron on the bottom of the Y. And so the bottom of the Y is really the focal point of the yod, and it represents somebody's life mission. And so uh, the yod, one of the yods of uh, Will Smith has the, the, the focal point or the apex it, it, as his Chiron. So Chiron is the focal point of one of his yods. His Chiron's in Aries in the 11th house. Uh, and uh, this relates to him possibly being a leader of a movement and how. So his Chiron in Aries in the 11th house gives him wounds around being assertive about really about how to express aggression and anger. Uh, and also with it being in the 11th house, he may have wounds about showing his real self. He may have wounds around really being um, like a humanitarian, like one for the people, right? But his sole purpose and how he gets happiness in his life, it requires him to develop those traits in his life. So the focal point of the yacht is Chiron in Aries in the 11th house. 
which is also the same sign, Aries, and the same house, the 11th house, where his north node is, which represents his sole purpose, and where his part of fortune is, which represents where he gets happiness and success. So um, one of Will Smith's life missions is to get over this internal wound over his assertiveness and aggression and really owning his um, ability to move people and move humanity and to be unconventional or express ideas that could help society move forward, even if they're a little bit ahead of our time. And if you look at GQ, the, the article that he did, he kind of talks about that, not quite in the same way that we're doing because, you know, we're looking at his natal chart and, and we're really diving in. And Will's just at the beginning of that journey of letting his unique self out. But that is really his his life mission. And um, with any yod, there's opportunities and challenges. So the sextiles between the planets that are on the top of the Y provide the opportunity. And that includes his Mars and Mercury being in sextile or in good aspect. So his hardworking abilities, getting over the insecurities that he had with his father, which his natal chart also shows. Um, healing his body, being able to be creative, improve systems, maybe it's social systems, you know, um, that he could help improve, being strategic, those are one of the skills that he could use to get over his internal wounds and have his, uh, achieve his sole purpose. And then also his Mars being sextile Venus. So the planet of action and the planet of attraction are in good aspect in this chart. So that makes him charming. That makes him fun loving. Um, that makes him also faithful, devoted in marriage, whatever that may look like to Will and Cheda. Um, and so he's able to use those strengths to hopefully achieve his life mission. And, you know, I think the whole just everything that happened in the Oscars was very like Chiron and Aries wounds, in my opinion, because not only does Will have his Chiron and Aries, um, but it's also in challenging aspect with Mars and Mercury. So his internal wounds of not being assertive enough or how to let out his aggression is further amplified by it being in a tricky spot with the planet of action and aggression and the planet of communication. And so you know, I just found it interesting, you know, he, he did the slap, yelled out to Chris Rock, you know, leave my wife's name off your effing mouth. But then he, you know, when he got up to get his award, he mentioned, you know, after he was consoled by some friends, including Denzel Washington, Bradley Cooper, some other people, when he got his award, he said, um, you know, different things. But the one thing that stands out to me is that he said, you know, when I forget the exact words, but when you're at your, your top, oh, I have it here. Yeah. When you're highest moment, Denzel told me at your highest moment, moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. So I think that's where people are in debate. Like was Will right to slap Chris Rock? Was Will right to even be mad at Chris Rock? There's some people that are for that to a certain degree. Like some people may agree with him slapping Chris Rock and being aggressive and being upset at the joke. Some people think that he should have just taken the joke. Uh, joke. Other people maybe don't agree with the slap, don't agree with Chris Rock's joke. But I just feel like I can imagine in that moment with Will's natal chart, he was really feeling aggressive, like um, really upset over the joke that was made and probably other things about Chris Rock that he had pent up or could have hadn't addressed before. And he took it out on Chris Rock. Um, he let out that aggression that was pent up. 
and um and afterwards retracted it which is a very like Chiron and Aries things to do and a part of me I can't help but think like do we live in a society where I mean I know it's going to get political or whatever like with what I'm saying but are we living in a society where we still are afraid of black men letting out their anger and is that a good or a bad thing so I don't think slapping somebody on public on live tv is a good way to go but I do personally think that Will had a right to feel a sort of way about what Chris Rock said and I think he had a right to defend his wife I would have done it differently um I think we all we all would have made different choices that yeah, night exactly. but I think, <laughs> I think people that are not agreeing with Will even being upset at the joke um, is kind of like, well, if that person would have been a white man, would it have been okay? Because there's been Oscars in the past where white actors or what a white actor was, you know, heckling like uh, an indigenous woman that was accepting a speech and talking about the exploitation of indigenous peoples. Um, there's been other actors that are still in the academy that have done worse things off screen. So, um, yeah. So the question is like, is black aggression okay? And yeah. like, was Will's form of aggression, like even acceptable, you know, cause a lot of people are saying it wasn't and sort of, I, I want to go deeper on that Chiron. It's not just his form of aggression. It's being accepted by others for expressing his aggression. Yeah. And yeah. like, that is a deep, deep wound that he demonstrated in full view for all of us to see and to judge. And it's like, if he can overcome this, if he can overcome this moment, um, he would be able to reach a higher level of his own personal growth, you know? And it's so, it's sad that we have to ask ourselves this question, but then we also have to ask on the other side, like, how can we say this? Comedians and people who entertain have transgressed against, you know, people within those positions for forever. It's always been the case, but how how do we treat celebrity you know that that question that very age of aquarius question like are celebrities human beings and are they allowed to have human emotions mm -hmm. you know uh, and another famous libra is going through the same problem with just kim kardashian and it's like mm -hmm. when where's the line between who they are as human beings and what we say and like, are we sensitive to those two things? Because Chris Rock could have chosen any other celebrity in that room. Why is he so comfortable belittling someone who is not even nominated? Uh, Jada Pickett Smith, belittling her and her husband. And he could have chosen from a plethora of jokes and a plethora of people who were there. Why were they so easy for him to go to? And then has, they, has that always been the case or have they felt personally aggressed by him? Is this the first time, you know? And then how do we address how we make others feel? You know what I mean? Like, we're not sensitive to that. We give sort of like a big pass for a lot of comedians to say a lot of things that make us uncomfortable. And that does help us as human beings evolve. I, I would say that. But then on the other side, where are the lines? You know what I'm saying? Where are the um, sort of, wh where can you say this and no more? Are you just not allowed to say it because you've reached a certain level of wealth, you've reached a certain level of power, you've reached a certain level of money that, you know, going after Obama's wife for looking a certain way, like that was, that was funny to someone, but they lost their job. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't a comedian either. He was a newscaster. Um, you know, and it's like, you have to make a decision. 
uh, as a human being, like where does that celebrity end and that human being begin? And so he's making us also question that as well, which is very interesting. Yeah, for, for sure. And um, one part of his chart that also stands out is um, his Saturn in Aries. Uh, it is, it stands alone. So basically, uh, Will has what's called a fan, I guess, shape to his chart, which means that most of his planets are in um, kind of bundled together in a certain area of the chart. And then, um, and then his Saturn in Aries stands alone um, in, as far as planets go. Um, and his Saturn in Aries also happens to be the focal point of his other yacht. Um, and his Saturn is in the 12th house, tough placement, as I personally know. And it's an Aries. And on top of that, his Saturn is retrograde. So uh, Saturn was retrograde when Will was born. People that have Saturn retrograde, they tend to be very hard on themselves when it comes to how much they're working, the structures they set up in their lives, um, you know, how Saturn retrograde could manifest is having a fear, uh, having insecurities, uh, secret insecurities, you know, fear of rejection, fear of not doing enough. Um, and it's an Aries in the 12th house. So it's a really big focal point in his chart. So Stella, is that something you notice? And like, what are your thoughts on how that could, could manifest or has manifested with Will? Um, well, it's definitely manifested in different ways. Um, the fact that it's in the 12th house in Placidus is just highlighting the fact that he has so many things that he hides. Mm. Um, you know, even with moon in, in, um, the sixth house in Scorpio and then Saturn in the 12th, it's kind of like, there's this delicate flower inside that is just, he, he can't show anyone. He can't show anyone his true colors. He can't show anyone who his true self is because for him, it's just too dark. There's just too much darkness. It's not evil sort of sense, but maybe it's too traumatized or his inner child is too um, overcome. And it's just not something that he wants anyone to see, you know? And so kind of like, as we go along and Chiron is going to reach Saturn at some point in the next few, I guess, months or, or I'm not even sure right now, the transit of Chiron, but it's going to reach Saturn at some point. And that's going to be probably another activation of that placement. And the fact that it's right there um, opposing, uh, I think it opposes Venus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's just causing a lot of uh, aggravation for him. And now more than ever, it's going to be the, this activation of Chiron over Saturn. That's going to be like, okay, what are you, what's your next move? How are you going to, how are you going to be yourself again? How are you going to go back to who you were? And it's like, you know, if he was to accept himself as he was and let go of his need for external approval, which is basically why, you know, any Chiron in the 11th house is that's, that's the goal <laughs> is to let go of external approval and to be internal internally just accepting and whatever anybody interprets that's their problem whatever anybody else is sort of taking on that's their problem is he going to get to that level now at you know 50 something almost or is he going to finally uh give into the external and maybe have an emotional breakdown maybe never see be seen again you know what i'm saying like is he gonna go into his cocoon or is he gonna become the phoenix which is definitely something i would say is possible since he has moon and neptune in scorpio so it's kind of like 
he's the phoenix. He could be the phoenix. He could be the person that rises from the ashes, just like he did financially when he first was doing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He can do this again with his image as well. But again, he has to make that decision. Um, that Saturn in the 12th house is going to be a big part of that decision. Um, but more so than ever, I'm concerned of his perfectionist needs getting in the way of his ability to grow as a human being, you know, and, and his wife is a big part of that expression just because as an extension, his family and who he needs, every, he needs everybody to be perfect. So I'm pretty sure his son, I feel, I don't know if you know, his son said something like, that's how we do it. Yeah. Right. That. Remember that. But I also, in one sense, I get what he's saying, but in another sense, I also feel like it was a slight to his father. Like oh. that's what we have to deal with. Oh shoot. I didn't realize that's the point. <laughs> and I was, cause I was like, that's something I would do to my mom. Like it sounds like a compliment, but like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> not that yeah. I would do it to my family. You know what I'm saying? Like I would say something like that to somebody like, <clears throat> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of an ironic statement as opposed to a full on truth. You know, where, where you feel identified, but no, this is the stuff that I have to deal with. And everyone else gets to meet him for the first time. And there was way more in the more power in those words than anything else that had come out um, with within the last few days. So, you know, I, I just true intention and and a son of anybody who has moon and Scorpio, I would say that there's some connection there. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, Jaden had that, I guess, some time after. He was like, this is how we do it. And I forgot if you put like a clap emoticon or whatnot, but I hadn't realized that double meaning, but that totally could make sense. It's like, it could be supporting that action or showing like, this is how we do it. This is how it's done in our family. Like, Yeah, you meet the crazies. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and you know, the relation, the, the sense of fatherhood, that's something that's like generationally, in will it's almost like generational trauma to be honest um you know it, now um as will is showing more of his uh darker sides or things that aren't as perfect you know especially with his memoir he's now opening up about the difficult relationship he had with his father but it's very complex which if you read the gq article for anybody listening you'll you'll read more about how he describes it where uh he says like his father was like the worst guy he ever met or something, but also one of the greatest men that he's ever known. Right. So it's like not being able to reconcile or just seeing the, the complexity of the man, seeing the good and the bad and really expressing both, which is kind of unconventional too. And, uh, and, you know, there's quite a bit in his chart that shows that he has a, ha, is destined or like could be prone to having a difficult relationship with his father. I mean, first of all, Saturn retrograde. Saturn is the planet that represents the father and it's retrograde. Um, also, he has his Mars in Virgo, which could um, sometimes symbolize having a, a dominant parent. Um, he has Leo on the fourth house, so uh, could have had a dramatic mother or father. Um, and his, um, yeah, his Mercury sextile Mars could also indicate problems with the father relationship, but it's interesting how maybe that might be passed down, you know, who knows how he feels about the relationship he's had with Will Smith. And it's just so interesting seeing how Will Smith's kids are compared to him. Like Jaden and Willow, they're very much like who they are. They're, they're like unconventional outwardly, right? I'm very, especially Willow. I feel like she's more open about just how she is like, and does it in a very graceful way, but is apologetic about you know, not really fitting a certain mold, right? Like she's 
about her. But um, she's also, they're both, I feel like they're both a reflection of everybody. Every single child has this, a reflection of the rebellion against their parents' will. Mm -hmm. So Will Smith has a lot of planets that make you sort of want to be or mold the people around you to be perfect. Everyone needs to be perfect all the time. Perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Right. Especially with that strong fourth house in Virgo, like very Mm -hmm. strong. Everything has to be perfect. And then you have both of his children reflecting the imperfections, you know, whether it's his son's sexuality, whether it's his daughter's unconventional music career, whether it's uh, the way that they dress and the way that they embrace things. None of them want to wear normal clothing. None of them want to look normal or like cookie cutter, you know? And so that's sort of like, as soon as they get to a certain age, they sort of rebel against that perfectionism that they might've felt in their house, you know, whether it was intentional or not. You know, he really like Willow expressed when she was making her music, he really pushed her to be perfect all the time and to be sort of, you know, this type of musician and then his son, this type of actor, but both of them sort of broke out of those roles that he was molding them into, you know, and, and that's that rebellion. And then I have proof that it was a very Scorpio slide because apparently uh, his son's ascendant is Scorpio. Ooh. So okay. stick with that. I think Ooh. it was like <laughs> I think it was strategic slight against his father. Now you all know what I deal. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. I this is only alleged. This is because of astrology, but and an assumption based on astrology. But I hope that with everything that's gone on in Will's life, he can learn to accept himself. And like, regardless of the outcomes of this action, like he needs to be good inside for himself and all of the other BS and expressions and things that you're trying to perfect. None of that matters as much as you being solid. And that Chiron in the 11th is like the biggest like neon sign to ignore everything else in your chart and just be who you are you know, accept yourself as who you are, be whole in yourself and not worrying about, you know, okay, you did this now live with the consequences and do what you have to do. And you'll redeem yourself in another way, you know, because he will, he, he has a strong Scorpio. He's got a lot of positive traits in his astrology that make him to be someone who can really help change and help human beings, you know, as a, as a generation, as a whole evolve. You know, maybe now he'll be able to put his money, resources, time and talent as strong as it is in acting to put it towards something positive um, outside of the uh, entertainment industry to make something new for us um, as a as a collective, as a planet. Um, So that's what I'm hoping that he does with this, because he has a very good humanitarian. That's the word humanitarian energy in his chart he's supposed to move society forward, believe it or not, listeners. And (laughs) adding to that is, you know, the strong focus on his 11th house, which I mentioned before. And we've both, uh, uh, like I mentioned it from the yacht standpoint, but you saw Stella, you've mentioned it from the sole purpose, North node standpoint. And then on top of that, he has his mid heaven in Aquarius. So he's meant his ideal careers to push people forward. And I feel like he's been trying to do that in film in recent years, like when he first started, you know, he was known as like the funny actor, you know, French, uh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then he became like an action star with Independence Day, which funny enough came out during his first Saturn return. So I guess he had a pretty good on the outside Saturn return, but um, 
but over time the movies that he's done have focused more on like societal issues you know he made pursuit of happiness uh he i mean i think the first really serious role he was in that i can recall was ali uh which he was nominated for an oscar was in pursuit of happiness before ali though or was it after? no i think it might have been after i could be wrong okay because i thought that was his first serious role and then he did ali because oh, that's what really opened the door for people to take him more seriously. And actually, now that you mention Independence Day and that it was a Saturn return, I think he was going through some sort of dry spell. And that's that movie saved his career. Like that transformed him into the action star, into everything else and getting all those roles that subsequently came after. So, I mean, I think it was a great and I'm not sure if it was the first one after Fresh Prince, but I have to look at a timeline to check that out. So had ended when he was like 25, I think. Yeah. So so Ali, Ali came out before the pursuit of happiness. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Funny. Oh, actually. um, Yeah. Because I'm looking at his filmography and he had quite a bit of like those action movies, like bad boys, independence day, Mm -hmm. black, you know, all big hits. And then wild wild west came out. And even though it was great marketing wise, I remember there was so much like merchandise Mm -hmm. from wild west including the Burger King burger that I still miss to this day. Um, that was <laughs> a Burger King burger. Oh my gosh, never forget. I forgot what it was called. It might have been the Wild Wild West burger and it had barbecue sauce and maybe an onion rig on it. I think it was called the Rodeo Burger and I used to have it every day. So thank you, Will Smith. I decided to create that because one of the best crappy burgers of all time. Um Oh, you can go to Ruby Tuesdays. I'm pretty sure that they have some version of that. No, I don't know about that. I we don't have Ruby Tuesday. Oh, not Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. Red Red Robin. Red Robin. What am well, I saying? Like, I, I'm traumatized. I'm tra- that could be a whole other episode. But I am traumatized for Red Robin. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. But yeah, yeah. So that could be no, a whole other episode. I know people love Red Robin. Did not have a good experience at six years old at a birthday party with their burnt food, but maybe it's a one-off. But yeah, he did Wild Wild West that flopped, and then he did Ali sometime after that. Like that got released after, and uh, that kind of brought him back. So it's just interesting how his Saturn return was but I forgot what I was even talking about we're talking about his filmography yeah yeah, so I feel like he's been trying to be more of that humanitarian in his films so you know even like with King Richard I mean it's sort of like a biopic but it's it's talking about you know just what that family went through the Williams and um and and the how the uh Richard was a father and and really um I don't know cultivated his daughters to be the great successes that they are and yeah I think over the years he's been yeah trying to like get movies made that um are are speaking more about issues and uh, including one that he's been working on called Emancipation but maybe he will start to realize that the work that he's doing um, to push society forward, maybe film isn't enough. Like maybe mm-hmm. he has to do it in another way and evolve in another way to really fulfill his 11th house Aquarian qualities that are like busting at the seams, ready to come out now as he approaches his second Saturn return. So we can like talk on and on about Will Smith and about Jada, who by the way, has the same kind of Chiron. Like we can literally have a series just on Will Smith. Like his chart is <laughs> life is fascinating. I think in a few years we'll be seeing like a 
I'm going to say a different real Will Smith, the real Will Smith. I think the they're going to meet the spiritual guru that's been inside yeah, him. Yeah, that's going to lead us forward. And honestly, I worry about whether he can achieve the life mission of his yachts because they involve most of the planets that he needs to get out of those to achieve those missions and get out of the funks related to those missions are intercepted. So it's like trying to move forward in the mud. That's like his mm -hmm. yachts, right? But in order for him to, it's like a chain reaction. He has to get over his intercepted signs, house, and planets to be able to achieve his yods, to be able to achieve his sole purpose. It's literally that domino effect. And the starting point of him being able to start that domino effect to his self-actualization is to be more in tune to his psychic ability and putting it out there, sharing his story in regards to that. And also getting more involved with second and third house type of area. So maybe it is working with his siblings, getting more involved in local community, expressing things. So I think his memoir um, is a starting step in that direction and very timely that he released it at the start of the Taurus Scorpio eclipses. So it'll be interesting to see how this era of eclipses, which ends October, 2023, will affect Will Smith because that'll just kind of take him forward into the next era of eclipses, which will then lead to a Saturn return. And it'll be interesting to see who the real Will Smith will show himself uh, to be to, to us. Yep. Society. This has been fascinating. I cannot. And I hope that, you know, all parties involved are finding their way through this, you know, giant mess. And, you know, I feel the most bad for the hosts of the Oscars and, you know, even for Chris Rock himself, because unintentionally maybe changing the way Hollywood is viewed, you know, comedians are viewed and what they can and cannot say. And like, is it better for our society or worse? I don't know. He no. did, that moment did more than like, you know, four years of like Trump putting down comedians and anybody who went mm -hmm. against it <laughs> just because it yeah. made people realize like, you know, people are going to react. Like you can say whatever you want, but people have a right to react, you know, yeah. and right or wrong, you know, he reacted. So well, but it, how can we release our aggression? Is it okay what can we say? What can't we say? What are the consequences of our impulsive actions? We're all in that funk. And I think that's why this very Aryan day uh, of the Oscars in 2022, it just was the slap that around the world. And it, it, it's having a ripple effect because we're just all in that vibe right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all in that. We're not going to take any BS like uh, like poor, poor Will Smith had to deal with that day. We're not yeah. going to take it anymore. We're not going to take people belittling us or hurting us. But then again, yeah. how can we, how can we move society forward if we're never challenged? Yeah, exactly. So. I think we're in a time where we're saying no more BS. We can't speak up like that. There's going to be two sides to the coin with Chiron and Aries, people that are going to let out their aggression and maybe do it in a reckless way. And people that feel like they can't speak up enough for themselves. And I think we're seeing both of those sentiments in the polarization of how people are responding to that incident at the Oscars. Yep, yep. Yeah. Sounds great. This has been such a fun episode. How interesting is Will Smith? He's Maybe so we should awesome. do Jada next time. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's a whole thing. So cool. She's a whole thing. Her chart? <laughs> no, I think uh, Will's chart is more interesting, but it's yeah. interesting that Will and Jada ended up together because I think they have similar wounds. Um, and mm -hmm. 
yeah, similar wounds over being assertive and being their true selves and being unconventional. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we could do more episodes on Will Smith, honestly. Like, he, this yeah. is the end for him. We'll be interested. These next few years for him are going to be very unexpected. And I think people just have to accept the real Will Smith, good and bad, and what he's going to show. Like, I think this idea of, that people have of him of, like, you know, the family-friendly rapper slash actor that just complies, like, that's not the true Will Smith. So if that makes you uncomfortable, then what are you hiding about yourself that is true about you? Like, I know that sounds very, like, sad, but it's true. Why are people, like, people were criticizing even the GQ article that he did, be like, well, that's not the Will Smith I know. It's like, that's the real Will Smith. Like, get to know your, except the real Will Smith, good and bad. And uh, yeah, I'll end with- and People are allowed to transform and change. I think that that is the yeah. overarching theme. People are allowed to be themselves, be unexpected. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't end up with some sort of medical diagnosis for one moment that happened to him, but mm -hmm. hopefully he treats himself with kindness because, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, everybody makes mistakes. Like mm -hmm. everyone does, everyone does. and. You know, Will is still one of my favorite actors. I'm still going to watch his movies, like mm -hmm. <laughs> not canceling him in my house. But <laughs> no, no, you know, I'm not canceling him either. Sorry. Not yet. I think, you know, I think that was everything that happened in the Oscars. It shows that, you know, people have imperfections and they have bad moments. And, you know, we live in such a cancel culture. So it's like, does that mean it's the end of Will Smith because he made this mistake? Um, you know, and how much of his response was a mistake and how much wasn't and was justified. I mean, that's just a question that we as a society are thinking about. And Will Smith is just kind of the scapegoat right now for it. He is mm -hmm. the manifestation of this sentiment that we're going through as a society and he's exemplifying it. So that's why we're putting like such a focus on him and that incident at the Oscars. And yeah, just, oh, there's so much that could be talked about it. Like how we are as a society you know, as shown by how we've handled that news of what happened. Yes, that's that's the biggest surprise because we're happy to cancel people who say something wrong, people who put someone down. And then there's this perfect example of a person just saying a joke. Mm -hmm. Is that also someone we have to be a person who slaps somebody because he feels personally slighted? And it's like probably not the first time that this person just doesn't seem to stop picking on someone, yeah. you know, and it could have been that that moment was just too much for Will, you know, yeah. his wife is already in a vulnerable position. She's already bald. Um, she already is dealing with alopecia and with health issues and maybe other health issues that come with it. And it's like, leave her alone. Yeah, <laughs> like girl. let her be. She looks absolutely beautiful. And that's what you had to say. But then on the other side, it's like, I always say this about the comment that, that, um, that Chris Rock said, I'm like, if he had just complimented her after, if he had just said, you look beautiful tonight and I'm so excited for you to do the GI Jane movie. Cause you would be great. Like you yeah. look badass. You know what I mean? Like something, yeah. if he had just said one compliment with yeah. the insult. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, it'd be interesting. I think about this every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'd be interesting to look at Chris Rock's chart, but there's just something about, there's bad blood between Will Smith and Chris yeah. that has probably gone on before this Oscars. This, mm -hmm. It was sad all around. Like, I think mm -hmm. it's no winners in this situation. Like, I think Chris Rock's joke, in my opinion, was below the belt. Yeah, a little bit. The comedians can be funny. 
Uh, but there's, there was just something about my instincts just kind of went, mm, there's something behind this. Just like you said, the way he said it, the fact that he hasn't, his excuses, well, I didn't know she had alopecia. Well, now, you know, so like you could say, um, you know, it wasn't right that I, I don't think there's been an apology to Jada. <laughs> I haven't, no, heard, no, I, at least no, I don't, no. I haven't heard one. I yes. haven't heard an apology. No, so. he's just still, he's still processing things. And uh, Will Smith, for better or for worse, his good or bad qualities, he's apologized. And, you know, Chris mm-hmm. doesn't have to accept the apology. Society doesn't have to accept the apology. It's, 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 you know, people's own choice as to how they take the apology. But Will Smith apologized. And Chris Rock, he has every right to feel like it wasn't right that he got slapped or feel shocked but um process faster like that's why like <laughs> you insulted you insulted he's milking you know, it now <laughs> i sold out shows for the rest of the year he's good yeah. yeah that's true like he's just gonna process and process money through like no, no, no. it's not processing you know what it is he's writing his next show and his yeah. next netflix special because that's how it is in hollywood everybody's got the next thing so this yeah. is this is gonna be the next uh, Chris Rock live, like yeah. <laughs> so get he's ready. letting it he's letting it faster because it's gonna benefit him. So mm-hmm. I think his joke was below the belt, and you shouldn't have to be censored as a comedian. But if somebody's hurt by it, at least apologize for hurting the person and keep on going about your business as a comedian. Like have some heart, you know. And I think comedians like Kathy Griffin are scared. They're like, well, what about if somebody smacks me in the face? And it's like. Well, if your jokes have to like hurt people, then maybe you should rethink how, then maybe you're not funny enough because the true comedians, the people that are actually skilled in the art of comedy don't have to put people down to such a degree to get their comedy out there. Well, that's, and that's where we come to it because it's not the same. There's always been insults in comedy, but like, where, where's the line, you know, yeah. where's the, where are the, the things? So, but anyway... I hope yeah. this episode was great. <laughs> I hope everyone loves it. Like it, share it, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, and if you agree with us, comment below. If you disagree, think we were totally out of line, comment below. I think people- If have- we miss something in the chart, let us know as well. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening and watching and we'll see you in the next one. Take care in the meantime. <laughs>